name is Tiffany and this is the final audio on battery. I'm going to finish up with the last two elements for establishing the total of battery and then we'll look at damages and that will be the end. So when it comes to privileged contact, in order to ensure that it's, it is contact that is privileged by law, covered them badly. But in order to ensure that it's not abused, there are some factors that are necessary to consider. First, the nature of the act. Was it a blow or a pat? Was the intention and the intention with which it was done? Okay, the intention with which it was done. And I'm sure that when we talk about privileged contact, a mother and her child, father and their children, the father and his children, husband and their wife, privileged contact. But if you look at the intention with which it was done and then the nature of the act, you'll be able to tell whether that contact was indeed permissible. It was permitted at that point, but it's naturally permitted by law, this kind of contact. okay. Now, the next thing to look at is physical contact. Now, you must be able to establish that the you either came into contact with that the defendant's body or the plaintiff either came into contact with the defendant's body or an instrument in the control of the defendant and it inflicts contact with the body of the plaintiff so either the defendant touches the plaintiff with his hand his body any part of his body or the the defendant takes an instrument or an object and inflicts contact on the body of the plaintiff you pour water on somebody the instrument used was the water once the water touches the skin of the person you are down for okay so there are some cases to look at you take someone's fingerprints without their permission ha you use that instrument the instrument you used to have done it all right now The last thing we must look at is whether it's a positive act. It's a positive act. So the defendant must have done something. Omission is not trespass. So if the person didn't do anything, oh, the person didn't do anything, then you can't, you can't, you, the person is not liable for, for, for trespass. The person must have done something. And that's the only way you can see that the person is liable for trespass. Okay, it must be a positive act. Now, a positive act is an act that is overtly done, that is actively done. If that act is not overtly done, if that act is not active, then it can't be a positive act. And the final thing will be damages. Now, what are the damages that are available in the tort of battery? First of all, we say that battery is actionable per se. Right? It's actionable per se. And what they mean by that is you don't need to prove injury or damage in order to succeed. Like I was saying before, the injury is not dependent on a sore or a wound or anything. Once there has been some affliction of touch on the body of another, you are liable for battery. Alright, so you don't need to prove injury, you don't need to prove damage. And it's a, it's a quasi-criminal act uh, because it has also its criminal origins. You don't need to prove the damage or the injury. But if you are able to prove injury, you can recover. Um, you, you, there are damages that are like you have consequential damages that are you know recoverable right but you don't have to prove it you don't have to prove it okay this brings us to the end of the talk
thought of battery and i hope this has been helpful for you have a lovely day